welcome to Heavenly Pennies with Melissa Grimsley, the podcast to help you follow your intuition, align with your soul purpose, and connect with your higher self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome to another Heavenly Pennies episode. I am your host, Melissa Grimsley. May has been a very eventful month for me. It has felt wonderful to be partaking in all of these amazing celebrations. There have been weddings, bachelorette parties, graduations, and Mother's Day celebrations. And I'm just really happy and full of gratitude to have been taking participation in all of these events. And personally, it's with less stress and less concern being as how a lot of us are vaccinated. Again, you know, not trying to push that on anyone. Just personally, I felt good doing it. And it feels good to be around other people who have done it so that there isn't that worry, there isn't that concern. And I'm really feeling the shift of the energy. I know we're not quite out of it yet, but we're making leeway. We're making progress. It feels really good to reflect upon 2020 and see those little improvements, things that have transitioned and have shifted in 2021. I know we still have some work to do and I was one of the lucky few who got to participate in these celebrations because I know some people didn't have that opportunity. However, there are more celebrations. There are more gatherings that are taking place. There are more businesses that are opening. There are less restrictions. So just hold on a little bit longer. Be patient and appreciate those little shifts and little momentums that we are seeing taking place so that we ultimately can elevate and clear this pandemic once and for all. It is because of this event-filled month that I did skip airing a weekly episode, which got pushed into next week, because there is one other very huge important thing that needs to be highlighted in May, and that is that it is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's the time to raise awareness for those that are struggling with depression, anxiety, other mental and behavioral health issues. And I really just wanted to take this time to honor those in hospitals and the healthcare field that have been lending those helping hands and have been playing a huge part, not only regarding those that have been struggling with COVID, however, those that are dealing with these mental health issues during these really trying times. To highlight the importance of Mental Health Awareness Month in May, I am bringing on my close, dear friend, Debbie Weikert. Debbie is a school-based licensed professional counselor who has helped struggling teens and their families. Before we dive in, enjoy this Heavenly Pennies announcement. Interested in booking a one-on-one intuitive session? I'm now offering three options available via Zoom so that you can sit in the comfort of your own home. Whether it be a Reiki session, a yoga practice, or a one-on-one intuitive reading, I would love to share this gift with you. Email me at heavenlypennies1111 at gmail.com. Again, that email is heavenlypennies1111 at gmail.com and let heaven reign. Please note that I am not a registered nutritionist or a dietitian, and you should always consult with your health practitioner. Now here's Debbie Weikert with Mental Health and Self-Love. Hello, Debbie. Welcome to Heavenly Pennies. Hi, Melissa. So happy to have you on. And 
I really do appreciate you taking the time for this kind of last minute impromptu recording. Absolutely. We did our little self-love weekend and um, we're oh, kind yeah. of discussing things, uh, which I'm excited to share with some of the listeners here today as well. But just the fact that you work in an environment where mental health is such a huge thing that people right. are facing and the fact that it is Mental Health Awareness Month, the mm-hmm. light bulb went off like, hello, this recording needs to happen. So you are going to be one of the lovely ones that I am going to be flipping over in a little bit of a timely manner because, you know, I have my little archives of all of my beautiful gems and recordings that I'm looking forward to sharing as well. So why don't you start by just sharing a little bit about what it is that makes it so important to highlight mental health and a little way to let people know that they are aren't alone. Right. Well, as you know, I work with teenagers. So I work in a high school and junior high school. This year, especially with the pandemic and everything going on has been especially tough. So people who are already struggling with some mental health, like anxiety, depression, just going through daily stressors, this is totally going to put some people like over the edge, you know, or it's like, you just don't feel like you know how to handle anything right now. So this year, especially with the mental health awareness, we've really kicked it into high gear, especially in the school to let students know, especially like we're here for you. You're not alone because it could be really easy to fall into that. I feel like nobody else is experiencing this, especially at a younger age. You know, you're comparing yourself to other people, self-esteem, being self-conscious and mental health is really a stigma, you know, mental illness and talking about it. And, you know, there's a judgment that goes along with that. So a lot of people don't really reach out for help or let people know that they're not okay. And that can be from really experiencing mental illness, like bipolar, depression, severe depression, anxiety, panic attacks, or it could be a little less where you're just dealing with like daily stressors, but they become so overwhelming that you're not feeling like you can really function at your 100%. Mm. So something that I've been doing, I just tell students, be kind to yourself it's okay. Like give yourself a break because they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves. I know we do too, to keep pushing forward and try to be normal and keeping our expectations high when we're all dealing with something that we've never dealt with before. You know, it really helps to tell them like, just be kind to yourself. It's okay. Like take a deep breath. Sometimes when I'm sitting in a session with them one-on-one, you can just see them kind of relax a little bit. They'll take a breath, kind of close their eyes, like, okay. <laughs> you know, even though that might be challenging, we have to remind ourselves to be kind to ourselves. And one thing I also do as an exercise is to say, how would you treat a friend of yours that was coming to you with a problem? Like, what would you do? How would you treat that person? Do you treat yourself the same way? Or are you harder on yourself? You know, like we all have like negative self-talk and negative things we say to ourselves. Would you say those things to a friend going through something challenging? No. You know, you'd be comforting and nurturing and offer support and help and encourage them. That can be really tough to do, but it's a good exercise to remind yourself that you're human too and you need that self-love. I love that. And it's so important. One of the things that I share doing is to 
write yourself a love letter. I know that's something we kind of did even a little bit with the whole self-love practice and writing in those qualities and things that you're looking to call in to manifest, whether it be a relationship, a partner, a job, a home. You know, there's so many Mm -hmm. different ways that you can raise that vibration and lift the energy. Why don't you share that lovely little practice that Beverly Anderson had shared? I know that you had a reading. I may be having a little special guest episode in the future for those listening. No promises, but it may be happening. It may be on the horizon. And when you had shared this practice that Beverly Anderson had shared with you regarding calling in that relationship with this candle meditation practice, I was like, I need to do this as well. It's great because I'm very big with the Reiki energy and usually using a candle for meditation and for manifestations. And this practice was one so beautiful. So why don't you share that with listeners? Sure, absolutely. So we were talking about bringing love into my life. (laughs) And um, she suggested that I do this, write a list, be relaxed, (laughs) you know, be by yourself and kind of just think about the qualities and the things that you're really truly looking for in a partner and as detailed as possible, write a list, everything that you would want that you're looking for, physical attributes, personality, all different things. And then she said to fold up the letter or the the note and put it in an envelope, put it in a drawer overnight. When you get up in the morning, you open up the list take some deep breaths, look over the list. And if you need to like adjust anything you can, or if you forgot something, make sure you add it in. And then she told me to get a pink candle and a white candle. The pink is for love. And the white, I believe is like the highest or like purest energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. Yeah. And to, and then she said like get a, a bowl or like a garbage can or some trash can and you light the two candles and you light the list and you burn the list with the candles and it allows it to kind of manifest because it's you're you're releasing it into the universe. That's supposedly going to call in the things that you're looking for <laughs> and manifest those things. So, yeah, we had fun doing that. It was fun because it is yeah. important to spend time with your friends and share these practices and ways to bring in that energy because it is true, the power of the mind and that creativeness and even just setting things into perspective. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you think you know what you want, but then it comes down to, oh, wait, (laughs) okay, well, you know, are all of these things adding up on the list? Are these things what I think that I'm wanting, what it is that I'm chasing or I'm running after? Again, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a relationship. It can be that job. It can be moving to a certain place or so many different things that you think you may want. But then when it comes down to it and you're writing down your list, you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. wait a second. Maybe that isn't really aligning with what I want. And maybe that is where the block is lying. So by releasing that, it really puts you in the driver's seat. It puts you in control and helps you to create that vision so that you really can bring that vision to life. You can bring light on those areas so that when that man is coming into your life or that Mm -hmm. job or whatever it is, even that car, it can be so simple. You will know, you will look, you will see, oh, okay, there it is. 
and mm-hmm. it's a wrap. So mm-hmm. something like that, meditation, I know you mentioned breathing, again, the being yeah. kind to yourself, the self-love. So what is it that brings you that joy? You know, we kind of had a day full of yoga, a beautiful meal, and then yeah. we enjoyed some wine with doing our little practice and, yeah. you know, those things that can bring you joy. I really did, again, dialing it back to the importance and the value with Mental Health Awareness Month and yes. why it is so important to really shine light on some of these issues. It's because it's difficult and challenging growing into your own as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I remember what it was like being a teenager. I have some friends who share stories with me with children that are in teenhood. And I'm like, I remember that, you know, I was there, I can relate mm-hmm. to that, I can connect to that, because you're finding yourself, you're trying to get acceptance and approval, not right. only from your circle of friends, but your community, your family, there's the pressure with school, there's the pressure with not only where you're going, where you're headed, getting those good grades. And then if you're choosing to go to an institution or if you're choosing to go to a technical school or whatever it is you're going to do to build your career once you're finished there. But there's also Mm -hmm. that pressure with making friends and feeling acceptable. And aside from all of the pressures, it can make it so much more challenging to give into that when you aren't in a clear state of mind. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of following your intuition and Every time you are doubting yourself, every time someone else makes you feel less than, bring it back to yourself. Give yourself some self-love. Like you said, be kind because Mm -hmm. by practicing those little techniques and bringing those little shifts of energy, it's going to help you to awaken that light because when I look back and I think of some dark moments that I faced in high school, thinking it was the end of the world when a boyfriend broke up with me or when I'd get into an argument with a parent or wanting to drive a vehicle and go somewhere and do something. So it's like that fight or flight fleet mode you're feeling because you're just wanting to call in all of these things and you're just rushing to be an adult, to just have it all together. And then you're an adult and you're on your own and you're like, well, wait, I still don't have it together. So then it's like another rediscovery of yourself. But just going with those little moments giving yourself that self-love, that kindness, Mm -hmm. having compassion for yourself and recognizing that it's all a learning experience and you're all continually growing. So the more that you're learning to face these struggles and these challenges that you are facing, which is why I'm so happy to have you on to speak to this too, because unless you're in that situation or you're speaking to someone who's facing and dealing with it, every day. I mean, we can all connect to it. We all have those moments we can probably look back and say, oh my God, you know, I thought that was the end of the world Mm -hmm. or my mind was really not in a good state of mind and somehow you made it through it with tools or speaking to people and communicating, doing your healthy practices. And if there is a need for medication or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that is needed to help you and to find that balance. So it's just very important Heavenly Pennies will return with the second half of this episode after this exciting announcement. The way to my heart is through a good cup of coffee. Jolts for Colts has some amazing blends, such as a sea salt caramel mocha and peanut butter cup, which I love because I like to avoid adding extra sugars and cream to my coffee to really enhance the aroma of this bold blend with a hint of some lovely flavors to it. 
Aside from that, through the sale of each bag of Jolts for Colts coffee, a portion of their sales will be donated to help support the rescue of horses. Visit joltsforcolts.com, help support this amazing initiative, and find your favorite new cup of joe. Now back to Heavenly Pennies. You shared a book with me prior to the recording as well that you can suggest to listeners. So yeah, one of the things like you're talking about is feeling overwhelmed and comparing yourself and being a teenager and then they have like social media as a whole new level. So yeah, like, learning to unplug and be more mindful is really important skill to teach these teenagers as they're moving forward in their life. But a book I found, which is really awesome, it's called The Healing Waterfall, 100 Guided Imagery Scripts for Counselors, Healers, and Clergy. And it's written by Max Heistein. And it literally has 100 guided imagery wow. scripts for everything you're looking for. There's so much in here. And I use these pretty consistently with students. And they love it. I just kind of walk them through. They take some deep breaths. I even turn out lights. They close their eyes and I just kind of guide them through it. And we'll walk through like there's a trip to like a tropical beach. There's the healing waterfall. Step into serenity. One about letting go of worry, which is really helpful for kids with anxiety and stuff. You had I, mentioned there was one too, even for those that are facing cancer. I thought that was really yes. interesting. It's like a whole section for like health and wellness and stuff. Yeah. And I love that you bring that element as an activity and as a source for students that you are communicating with, because Mm -hmm. one thing that I know that helped me get through certain dark times, if I'm looking back to when I was younger, was my connection with some type of meditative spiritual practice, going through a book, reading a book. I mean, I was meditating before I really realized I was meditating. You know, I would just kind of naturally would be sitting there and just visualizing and clearing the mind. So I love that you bring that element into it and are offering all of these tools to really help during these times. Because like you said, it's so many different layers, because not only is it different times, because students are faced with a lot more Mm -hmm. social media and technology. Mm -hmm. I think we were kind of the last generation who remember what it was like to be able to turn in a paper without a computer. You know, it was like an (laughs) optional thing. I mean, I remember some students, it was like that one person that might have the paper typed and to take the keyboarding class was like a big thing. That was was like huge. And there were only a few kids that had a cell phone in school. I mean, I was jumping for joy when I got the pager so that I could go use the payphone at the mall. So things have definitely, I, I am, I'm throwing it out there now. Oh boy. But there's so many different things that have evolved regarding that with just us growing as society as a whole. And then you look, you got the pandemic in the mix. And not only I'm sure children must be facing with their own issues, right? But I'm sure the parents are probably feeling a lot of the stress. What would you say to maybe a parent or a friend And if they are feeling, it's kind of a two-part question I have for you. If they are feeling stressed, what can they do to try and practice this as well so that they're not projecting that energy onto the children? And then the second part of the question is, 
what would you say are some of the warning signs or how would you suggest reaching out to someone who is in troubled youth, who really is experiencing severe mental depression? Because there's, I think there's a fine line. There are some of us, like I would say me, I, yes, I definitely had moments of depression and anxiety. And I had personal things that I had dealt with that I didn't really go and seek out help and I made it through it. You know, I'm here today and I'm okay. But there are people that, they really need that outside influencer. And it's not a matter of waiting until you're a grown, full-fledged adult to kind of work through right. these things. First of all, for parents who are feeling the stress and not sure how to how to handle it, it's really important. It's kind of like that saying, right? Like if you're on an airplane, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can help anyone else. So it's the same thing that goes for parents. If you're stressed out, like you said, it's gonna trickle down, it's gonna come out even as a vibe or an energy or just a tone of voice. And usually parents and kids are pretty in tune with each other's energies and they feed off of each other, right? So I think for parents, it is important to do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. And that just might be like, I'm gonna go out in the back porch or something and drink a cup of coffee for 20 minutes by myself. I'm gonna listen to some music or something or be quiet. It could be taking a yoga class. It could be doing a meditation. So it could be something really little that you do that you're just taking some time for yourself to recenter and ground yourself so that you can be better able to respond to your child. Great Um, advice. Because I know, especially with like kids doing homeschooling and work from home, stress all around. Huge kudos to all the parents dealing with that too. I know it's because you're not only worrying, you're working remotely at home. Now it's you're a teacher, but it is really good to see even those little baby steps and shifts being made. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just Mm -hmm. full of gratitude for just those little things. It's also challenging for those that aren't given the support. What would you say if there's someone listening that they're not a grown adult, they're not living on their own, and they are under a roof or in an environment where they don't have that support, they don't have that option, what would you suggest to them? Well, find that person that could be a support. And it could be someone at school, at church, at a sports team. It could be anybody that you feel comfortable and safe talking to. Reach out and tell someone I'm not okay or that you need help or support. That's really important. And there are some suicide prevention, like text uh, numbers that kids can text anytime. Crisis lines that they can text or call if they need help or they need to talk to someone and they don't feel like they have anyone in their household that can help them. They can definitely do that. That's great. And I will definitely put some of those details in the notes as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can give you those numbers. And signs, if you're asking like for parents to look for signs with their kids, if they're withdrawing or, or something's changed, if they used to be interested in dance or sports or, or singing or something, and then all of a sudden they don't want to do those things anymore. They're just staying in their bedrooms, which is kind of normal for a teenager. But if it's kind of not so normal for your teenager, then that's kind of a little sign that like something's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and just ask, just check in with them and ask them what's going on. You communicating. Know? Um, right. Communicating. I mean, that's huge is communicating. And even when they act like it's annoying and they don't want to talk to you, I'm telling you, people listen, <laughs> even when mm-hmm. they act like they don't want to hear it or it's annoying, just sprinkle the pennies, do those little things to let them know that you are there so that when they do feel comfortable and they want to voice something, they feel like they can come to you and they can trust you 
with that information. Because I think that's a challenge too with a lot of kids. They're afraid to go talk to their parents because they're afraid they're going to get into trouble, you know, yeah, or they're or afraid. they're not going to understand. Yes, they're going to be punished. Yeah. But find that person you can trust yes. that they, of course, they're going to reach out to someone of authority if it's something that's, we've got to make that call when it comes to that point. But right. at least I think the communication line, that's where it begins. And yeah. simply just by opening that door, parents probably feel a lot of guilt or even friends when Mm -hmm. they can't help in these situations and they feel like they keep running into a wall because they keep being faced with these circumstances over and over again. I think a big part of it is to release the guilt and the fear, just keep doing those things and shining light on things that can bring that light and that joy, knowing that you will be shifting through it. Also, it's really important to just recognize the difference by allowing your intuition to guide the way when something is wrong, because that's where a lot of people will be like, "Eh, well, you know, or it's easy for someone to deflect by getting angry and storming off. And then you're like, then you're angry, but really looking beneath the surface and saying, what is it that is really causing this issue? Maybe asking, why are you upset? Instead of, because you are the parent, this child is your responsibility. So instead of feeding fuel to the fire, take a step back. Like you said, go drink your coffee, take a break, then come back to it when you can communicate in a healthy, positive way. Right. And you know your child well enough. And sometimes I think as a parent, you might dismiss some of those things because you know, you want to believe that they're okay. You know, everything's normal. They're okay. They're just being a teenager. But I deal with a lot of students who are engaging in self-harm, cutting. They're talking to me about thoughts of suicide, thoughts of self-harm, and that's serious. It's important to really be tuned into that. And if you have any doubt, you can always take them. The first step is to go, you know, you could talk to your family doctor, but you could also take them if you feel like they're having those kind of thoughts and there's an actual like active plan, get them to the hospital, to the ER to be assessed and evaluated. And then they'll go from there. So, you know, they might need a higher level of treatment. Yes. Recognizing that and not being afraid that they're going to be mad at you either because it could save their life. Yeah. Absolutely. And I tell kids, like, it shows that your parent cares. They might be like a little extra right now, but it's showing that they actually care and they're doing their best to keep you safe. And that's, that's their job, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's tough times, but we'll get through it. I try to point out the positives. Okay. Even though you thought about self-harm, but you're sitting with me right now. So you didn't, you didn't do it. You know, what did you do instead? Okay. That's a positive. So it could be easy for me too, to say like, Oh my God, I'm not helping. Yeah. You know, it happened again, but I point out the positives, little steps. Okay. You made it through yesterday and we're here. We are, we're talking, we're in my office, just helping them to acknowledge those things too and see the positives. Yeah. And by doing that, you really are helping pulling them back to the present moment. Those simple, like you said, those simple baby steps to really help to shift it because we're all going to get through it. We've all had challenges and some have different ways of coping and some have different ways of expressing it. But it's just a matter of keeping that door open. And I really just want to give you a kudos as well as all of the other people in the health practitioner world who are really helping those who are struggling with all of these mental health and depression and all of those issues that are kind of in common with that. 
Yeah, and for all those workers, like we have, we got to take care of ourselves too because it could be really, you know, emotionally stressful and you're trying to help and it can feel like overwhelming. We got to be kind to ourselves. Okay, so I want to ask you, this is what I like to ask all of my people on my podcast. I know you already shared a book, but I usually like to ask if someone has a favorite author, influencer, or a musician, or a song for those that are listening today. Another book, James von Prague, Adventures of the Soul. It's mm. an awesome book. I kept like, giving it out to like show people, and I don't even have my own copy, but I want to get another one because it was so helpful, and it just kind of made sense of what happens with your soul, your soul's journey. And it just all kind of brought it together. And it was a really, it was a really easy read too. It wasn't very long. So I like that book. You know, just expressing how it is from that perspective of mm-hmm. someone communicating from the other side. I know that he was a mentor for Karen Luchin, who was also on a prior show. So really cool. And musician, song? Oh, musician. I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of it, a little of everything, but I like Dave Matthews Band. Some of the music just kind of brings me to another level, you know, like puts you like in a state of mind. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't give your little local fans shout out to the Billy Bauer oh, Band. Billy Bauer Band. <laughs> Yes, Lehigh Valley band. Matthews kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, cool. cool. So yeah. before we go, I pulled a card from my Spirit Song Tarot deck by Paulina Cassidy. And it is the King of Shells. And it says harmony and integrity. It is the seahorse. This is for you as well as everyone tuning in today. The King of Shells, the seahorse, harmony and integrity. With full trust in his own counsel, Seahorse transports messages from divine source. A visionary, he carries a nurturing instinct. Seahorse anchors himself by balancing his emotions through sheer willpower, helping him get through the most turbulent storms. He enjoys the power of acclamation, while his compassion assists him in dealing with sensitivity with challenging situations. Seahorse enjoys a harmonious environment and works hard to keep it that way. Survey your position so that you may gain a clearer viewpoint. Allow the flow of the current to guide you to the most opportune path. When clarity shines a light on the best direction, remain focused on your destination. Keywords are integrity, balance, visionary, stability, leadership, emotional intelligence, wisdom, kindness, and healer. I love it. Wow, it's perfect. I always love picking these cards and sharing them because it's always completely energetically in alignment, (laughs) you know. Totally fits for like what we're talking about too. So great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your light and words of wisdom with the listeners today, Debbie. No problem. I enjoyed it. Bye. If you are struggling, know that you are not alone and there are resources available The first step is to take the leap and ask for help when it's needed. Don't diminish the way that you feel or try and hide the struggle that you are going through to allow it to reach a boiling point. Get help today. Reach out to a loved one or a trusted friend, someone that you can confide in, and There's even a crisis text line that you can reach out to. It is 741-741 to connect directly with a crisis counselor. In the U.S., that number is 741-741. In the U.K., that number is 85258. 
So with that, all you do is you text home and they can help you with whatever issue it is that you are facing, whatever thoughts, whatever challenging situations regarding feeling isolated with the pandemic and the coronavirus or with extra stresses regarding anxiety, depression, eating disorders, suicide, self-harming thoughts. This isn't something to take lightly and It doesn't hurt to communicate with someone to release how it is that you're feeling so that you can make a change step by step. You can better yourself. We can break the stigma on mental health. We can come together and raise as a collective by having compassion for one another when we are experiencing these challenges and understanding that We are not alone. We can get through this together, no matter the struggles, no matter the setbacks. There's always tomorrow. Hold on to that light. And if your inclination, your gut is telling you that someone you know is in need of help, don't stop fighting for them. Reach out, extend that hand. But in order for someone to get help, if that person is you, you have to make the decision to better yourself, doing whatever it takes to light you up with that joy. I hope that this episode touches you in some way. Please email me at heavenlypennies1111 at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I'll also list a few other sources in the show notes that you can also visit. One website, the National Alliance on Mental Health, you can visit that at N is in Nancy, A is in Apple, M is in Mary, I is in igloo.org. Don't be afraid to speak up and don't feel ashamed for whatever struggle it is that you may be facing. Never give up the fight. Until next time, keep shining and collecting those heavenly pennies.